Hey everyone, I'm Gary Hoban and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. This year, our goal is to release a new video and podcast every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And to begin 2020, we're starting off our messages on Sundays, which you'll see on Monday, the way to happiness. Because everyone wants to be happy. And the New Testament is the greatest authority on happiness that we have. And Jesus is the key that will unlock the door to happiness for us. This key is found in the eight Beatitudes. We've already covered humility, the way to happiness, sorrow, the way to happiness, meekness, the way to happiness, hunger and thirst, the way to happiness. Now that's hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mercy, the way to happiness. We could all have some more of that, right? Purity, the way to happiness. Last week we did peacemaking, the way to happiness. And today is part eight, persecution, the way to happiness. So the text we're reading from is Matthew 5, 10 to 12. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11 goes on to say, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So if you want to read the Beatitudes, they're in Matthew 5, 1 to 12. But let's pray before we start today. Father, in a world filled with violence, disturbing problems and saddening sights. May our hearts be strengthened even in the face of personal persecution. Save us, Lord, from pitying ourselves on those who, on the rare occasions, Lord, when we must bear the cross of Christ. We offer our thanks to you today, Lord, with humble hearts. Use us as a means to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are made to love and be loved. We like to be liked. Friendship is the atmosphere in which we breathe most freely. We're almost, we're always, always most comfortable when we're around friends. To be ridiculed as a child is a heartbreaking experience, but the pain is not lessened as we become adults. Persecution in the form of harassment and unfair accusations could destroy our private castles of security. In fact, we had it just yesterday, myself and Pastor Amanda. But that's okay. If we're being persecuted, we know we're on God's path. Of all the injuries that can be afflicted on a human being, persecution possibly comes the closest to making life on hell. Well, sorry, life, hell on earth. Therefore, the Lord's final beatitude seems almost paradoxical, doesn't it? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's probably the most difficult of the beatitudes to believe, and some of them are pretty tough. And the reason for this difficulty is that the perception seems to be the ante of happiness. Furthermore, it seems like a strange statement to come from the lips of such a compassionate saviour in Jesus. How can we understand our Lord when he 
congratulated those who were persecuted and encouraged them to rejoice in their persecution. Obviously, there's a paradox that has to be explained. So let's touch on that now. Blessed or happy are those who are persecuted. It seems incredible that our Lord would say something so contradictory and that it could possibly be the most confusing declaration that he ever made. It's a paradox that a person could be happy when suffering. How can anyone be happy when they're being persecuted or lied about? We enjoy a sense of security that comes from the occasional words of approval. But persecution destroys everything that brings enjoyment and security. Persecution encourages self-examination though, which always makes a person happier. We must be careful to avoid coming to the conclusion that we are suffering for righteousness sake each time we're persecuted. More often than not, we suffer for something that we've done wrong rather than something we've done right. Think of a newly enlisted soldier when he discovers that he's out of step with everyone else in his platoon. His first action should be to listen to see if he is the one in error. One value of persecution that it promotes, self-examination. So we can understand why others don't like us. Perhaps we should ask ourselves whether we measure up to the preceding Beatitudes. Persecution affords the opportunity to demonstrate our loyalty to Christ. Many of us deny him by our silence when we have a, a chance to stand up and be counted. We are afraid that open loyalty to Jesus may bring persecution. It should be the opposite. To stand faithfully by our Saviour's side doesn't bring persecution, but it brings happiness. We need to get that into our heads, people, that we will be persecuted because of Christ. But that persecution also brings joy and happiness along the way. You know, this statement is a paradox because a person can be persecuted for doing good. The Living Bible says in Matthew 5.10, Happy are those who are persecuted because they are good. And the Good News translation says, Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. Sometimes a person is persecuted for doing good because doing good disturbs others. No one embodied the Beatitudes more perfectly than Jesus himself. Yet he was the most hated advocate of the Christian faith. Even though he advised his disciples against needlessly antagonizing their enemies, their Christ-like goodness upset others. The church and individual Christians who dare to stand by the principles of Christ must be prepared for persecution. Whenever the church ceases to be the moral conscience of its community, it also ceases to be the yeast in the bread, the salt of the earth and the light on the hill. Sometimes doing good interferes with those who want to do bad. For example, the pure in heart insist on truth. This interferes with those who want to follow their passions and prejudices. People who are merciful advocate forgiveness while others demand vengeance. Peacemakers quietly seek to stop hostility, while warmongers insist on the only solution to a world problem is open warfare. Now, this is a, there's a pattern to be avoided here. 
Nero's persecution that slaughtered Christians by the thousands may not be the pattern in Australia or anywhere in the Western world at the moment. But the persecution continues to be real and tends to follow the pattern Christ mentioned in verse 11 of today's scripture. It says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you, falsely on my account. There's a pattern of slander. Jesus mentioned those who insult you. This expression speaks of misrepresentations that degrade other person's reputations. And the early church was not immune to slander like this either. They were accused of cannibalism as they gathered to observe the Lord's Supper. They were charged with immoral practices as they gathered for their love feast. The people of the early church were even accused of being fanatical doomsayers as they spoke of the ultimate end of the world. Some people today continue to use slander as an effective tool for persecution. And that's exactly what's been happening to us in the last few days. But Christ reminds us that this pattern should be avoided. The pattern of harassment is another one. In verse 11, Jesus spoke about those who persecute you. And persecution may be defined as repeatedly raiding another or continually annoying another. For instance, the only crime of first century believers was they put Christ before Caesar. They were harassed for this dedication and killed by the thousands. However, subtly the, the pattern of harassment that may be followed, Jesus clearly commanded us to avoid it. We may not understand or appreciate another person, but persecution through harassment in any form is forbidden. There's another pattern of falsehoods or lies. Continuing in verse 11, Jesus spoke of those who falsely say all kinds of evil about believers. Now, slander usually has some element of truth in it, however small, but falsehood has no truth in it at all. Jesus became the object of many wicked accusations. His enemies tried to destroy his good name and discount his miracles and his ministry. And inevitably, this type of persecution will come to any Christian whose lifestyle clearly shows that Jesus Christ makes a difference. It is never easy to suffer this form of persecution, but every Christian must be ready to face it. Obviously, telling falsehoods or lies is a pattern that has to be avoided. But those who want to experience the blessings of this beatitude, it's incredibly important to not fall into that pattern. Now, there's a promise to be enjoyed in this as well, though. In verses 10 and to 12, Jesus mentioned that all who endure persecution will be rewarded. It's a promise only made to those who suffer for righteousness' sake and who are spoken against falsely for Christ's sake. And this is a threefold promise. It is a present promise. In verse 10, Jesus said, For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Even in the midst of persecution, you can enjoy this promise. It is here is for the here and now. And when believers must suffer because of their faith, they have discovered the way to experience the closest possible companionship with their Lord. The promise that theirs is the kingdom of heaven becomes a reality. 
But this is also a future promise. It says, Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. The Apostle Paul must have been aware of this promise when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10. But as it is written, What no eye has seen nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And this is also a perennial promise. Jesus continues in Matthew 5.12 Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is a promise of being identified with God's chosen people, a promise that is realised both in the present and in the future. And to suffer persecution is to walk the same road as the prophets and the martyrs. To suffer for what is right, is to be part of a great salvation. The finest compliment that can be paid to Christians is persecution because of righteousness, for then they have identified to be God's chosen people. In Australia, in fact, most of the Western world where it is easy for Christians to live comfortable, safe lives, we can often forget the persecution of Christians is rampant in many parts of the world. Where the persecution comes in the open threats on someone's life, or in the insidious words spoken by a fellow Christian, you must be willing to suffer persecution for righteousness' sake if you want to experience the happiness that Jesus promised. The promise, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, continues to bless those who endure severe persecution. Now, if you're getting something out of these videos, share them with a friend. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, And hit the bell. This will allow you to know when our next video is released. Leave a comment and let us know how we can walk with you as you journey with Christ. Send your prayer request through. At Refinery Life Church, we want to be walking with you and helping you live to the full that Jesus and, and God has for you. And until next time, stay in the blessings. I really want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him and he can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. You're important to God and you're also important to us at Refinery Life Church. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be there with you. Or even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us at www.faithministries.com.au. Until tomorrow, stay in the blessings.